and welcome to Reclaim Yourself Podcast, where you can find all things inspiring. I'm your host, Amber, and let's jump into the episode, shall we? Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Cass on. She's super amazing. She is all things manifesting, and I just wanted to give a little introduction, but I'm going to hand it over to her so she can tell you a little bit about what she does and what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amber. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited that we're doing this. <laughs> we usually get to jam out with the boys in Next Level Marketing's podcast, but I'm really honored that you invited me on yours because I'm so proud of you for doing this. Um, I know that you wanted to create your podcast forever, so I'm really excited and honored that you chose me to have a guest. Um, so basically, my name is Cass. I am a confidence and mindset coach as well as manifestation, energy, all the things. Um, I help female entrepreneurs demolish their current income cap by transforming their confidence and teaching them how to embody wealth on an energetic level. So that's basically what I do. I love all things manifestation, spirituality, energy work, embodiment, and I'm really, really passionate about it because um, just to give a little background on me so you guys know, I'll make it quick. I promise. I started my like personal development spiritual journey probably about four years ago now. And it has been like a hell of a ride. It's been quite the roller coaster. And a lot of the times um, when I was going through something that was really, really hard, because let's not lie, spiritual journeys and personal development journeys are hardcore and they're not all rainbows and butterflies like people say. Um, it was really important for me to learn as much as I could about manifestation because like we're going to be speaking about today, um, we are always, always manifesting, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. So whether you're living on autopilot or whether you're actually choosing consciously what you want to bring into your reality, you're going to do it anyways. So when Amber asked me to come and speak on the topic that we're going to be talking on today, I said yes, because it's something that I'm really, really passionate about. So yeah, I'm excited to dive in. I would love for you to start us off. I know you said you had a little story to kick it off. So I do, and I'm already inspired. I just love sitting back and letting you take the wheel. So that might happen a lot today. I just love hearing you talk. Um, so the story that brought this idea about is I was sharing on my Instagram about how I wanted to tell a story about how this limiting belief got implanted in my life and what that looked like and how that manifested. And that ended up manifesting into, because I was thinking about sharing the story for about a week before I actually did it. And during that time that I was thinking about, you know, getting on and sharing the story, I actually manifested the person that the story was about into my life. Really crazy because, I mean, this happened right outside of high school. So we're talking like, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, something like that. A big number that we don't want to discuss. <laughs> but it was just so <laughs> crazy because I never thought I would ever see this person again. It's not someone I wanted to see or anything like that. It's just it happened. And I realized, you know, this is a topic in the manifestation niche that isn't discussed as much. Usually people talk about how to manifest, the starting points of manifesting, but no one talks about accidental manifestation. And this is something that, like you said, it happens constantly, whether you're aware of it or not, you are manifesting. And so that's, yeah, that's what, how this came about. That's what I want to talk about. And so with your um, expertise on the topic, what do you have to say about accidental manifestation? Like, you know, when you think about accidental manifestation, 
um, you could be manifesting things that you don't want into your life. And you might not realize it's because you're manifesting it. You might be experiencing something and really it's your responsibility to change it. Like you have the power to change it. How do you do that? Right? Yeah, so true. And this is touchy. And I think this is why so many people aren't brave enough to talk about it because, you know, it could come into the conversation like, oh, you're going to say that I manifested getting cancer or that, you know, my friend manifested losing her baby or something like that. You know what I mean? You just, it's really hard. So I want to preface this conversation by saying like, those are not the things that we're speaking about. Obviously tragedies happen, terrible things happen. I'm more so, or I know Amber is as well. We're more so speaking on the, um, the accidental manifestations. Like for example, we talked about autopilot, right? Like, what does that mean living on autopilot? Because I believe, okay, so I'm going to get real woo woo here. I believe that we are spirits having a human experience, not humans having a spiritual experience. So let that sink in for a minute. Um, I, when I kind of realized this is when everything sort of changed. I started to view my life through a really different lens because When we come to this earth, I feel like we have soul contracts. So I believe that we are limitless beings who live many lifetimes and we choose which life we want to manifest ourselves into, how we want to come in, what kind of lessons we want to learn, all those sort of things. So I just wanted to preface by saying that too, because I think it's really important to keep that in mind. If you're somebody who's just starting to learn about manifestation or spirituality, try and yeah, just wrap your head around that. There's lots of cool YouTube videos that you can watch, but that's something that I truly believe, um, is, you know, what, what we're here to do. So that being said, um, so often we can come into, you know, this world and we start living on autopilot. We go to school, we get jobs, we go to college, we start a family, we get into the nine to five grind and, that's it. And so many people go through life living that way forever because they don't realize or they're not awakened to another way of being. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those things because I did all of those things and I'm very grateful that I did. What I'm saying is so often we come in with all of this knowledge from our spiritual being, from our inner being, who we truly are. And when we're born into this life, it's our job to figure it out again, because we forget everything as soon as we come into this human experience. So it's very easy for us to, to fall into that subconscious, you know, autopilot way of living where we're not even aware that we are manifesting those things. Now, very often when people are living in autopilot, they are are depressed, anxious, unfulfilled, not in their creativity, not in alignment. And I'm speaking from experience when I say this, because I was a young mom. I had my first baby at 17. And then as life went on, things just got a lot harder every single year. It felt like throughout my twenties until I was in my late twenties when I had my spiritual awakening. But before that, it was difficult. And I was living in victim mode. I was always wondering why do these things keep happening to me? Why did I, you know, go to school and waste all this money? And now I'm working in this job and I hate it. Why did my, you know, ex cheat on me? Why did this friendship end? Why is this happening to me? Why did I get a speed ticket? Why did I get this random bill in the mail? You know what I mean? Like we all go through those moments where we are living in victim mode. We're wondering why the frick are all these things happening to me? Like what the hell? And you start to get really discouraged. But 
what we don't realize is that we are actually manifesting those things happening to us. Okay. And you're probably going to sit there and get triggered by this, which is why this is not widely talked about. But if you are triggered, I challenge you to just stay and listen, because I promise this isn't a negative thing. This is actually really positive. If you can start to see those things like, okay, maybe I did manifest those things into my life through your belief systems. Okay. From a very young age, we are told how to live our lives, what we need to do, how we need to be in order to be accepted by society, you know, go to school, get a job, do all those things, right? What if that's not really in alignment with who you really are on the inside? What if that's not something that you want to do, but you're doing it because you want to be seen as worthy, as successful, as doing things the right way, deemed by society, by your parents, your teachers, coaches, whoever, you know, we have all these layers and these labels on ourselves that create these limiting belief systems. And our dominant belief system is what is going to manifest in our current reality. So if you're always believing that bad things are happening to you, if you're somebody who feels like, you know, they can't go a day without something bad happening to them, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed every day, you don't practice gratitude, you just go through the motions and live your life and do all the things you think you're supposed to be doing and you're still not happy, I think that's a sign that it's time to really take control and release all those negative belief systems and start to become aware of them. And it takes a lot of work, but until you do that, you are going to continue accidentally manifesting all the shit that you don't want. (laughs) And It's true because once you start doing the work and you start becoming aware of what your real desires are and you start working through those limiting beliefs and doing the hard work of rewiring your brain and your mind to who you actually are on the inside, not with all the layers of everything that people have put on you throughout your entire life. You know, so often people say that, how do I word this without being offensive? (laughs) In the personal development community and then the coaching community, people are always talking about becoming the best version of themselves. You need to become this person. You need to become or step into this person who's worthy of success. What would this person do? Like, fuck that. (laughs) In my opinion, I think that the whole reason why we should be doing this work and should be on this journey is because we are really unbecoming who we are right now. And getting back in touch with our inner being, with that spirit who came into this human experience. I truly believe that that's what life is about. It's about getting rid of all of the things that are weighing you down that aren't actually who you are and in alignment with your highest self, that spirit that came into this human experience. And once you're in alignment with that spirit, with that person, who you really are, without all of that stuff that you've picked up throughout your entire existence that is when you can really start consciously manifesting and things will start to fly into your life so fast, (laughs) so fast without any work because manifestation is not supposed to be hard. It is not supposed to feel like work. The only work you need to do is the work on yourself and getting your energy right and admitting to yourself what you actually want. Um, So yeah, (laughs) that was a bit of a tangent, but... (laughs) No, I, I love, love to hear it. Your thoughts. 
<laughs> I love it. And you'll learn about me. I love anything controversial. So my eye may have like sparkled a little when you were talking about all these controversial topics. Um, I love the controversy of it. Um, but what I, what I like and what I take from what you were saying is that, you know, when you're in this victim mode and you're like, why are these things happening? It's, it's about shifting your perspective. And instead of questioning, why are all these things happening? It's like, let's look at what we actually want, right? So if you don't want all these crazy things happening that you don't feel good about, it, it's, it's a sign that you're not in alignment. So instead of focusing on those things that are happening that you're not happy with, let's look at this like more authentic place and look at the things that you do want to manifest. And those will, are the things that will come to fruition. Am I right there? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like so often, and, and this is a mistake that I used to make a ton at the beginning of my manifestation journey. I was obviously when people begin a manifestation journey, 99% of us are in a place we don't want to be, whether it's in a relationship or a career or financially. So we are already starting off from kind of a low vibrational space. So something that was hard for me to grasp at the beginning was the fact that I needed to focus on what I wanted and not on what I didn't want. Like for example, my husband and I, at the time he was working out of town, we had just had our third child. I wasn't working and my business was new. And this was four, three or four years ago now. And I remember being so stressed out about finances that every single time I would journal in, you know, I started reading the magic. That was my first sort of introduction to uh, manifestation and spirituality, but great book, by the way, if you've never read it. Um, but essentially it takes you through all these exercises that get you to, you know, talk about what you want and your desires and what you want to bring into your reality and how you want your life to change. And it's all supposed to get you in the energy of, you know, feeling how those things are going to make you feel because your energy and your emotions are what attract more of that into your reality. So we always want to make sure your energy is right. But I had a very hard time with picturing those things because of the state that I was in. So whenever I would write an affirmation or like a journal entry about being grateful for, you know, $10,000 in my bank account or whatever it would be, I would instantly be like, oh, but this is how much money is in my account right now. Like I'm minus freaking $400 or something in my overdraft, you know, like because of my current situation. So um, it's tough because when we are manifesting, we need to play in the realm of possibilities. It gets to be fun. Like we can't look around us in our current reality as evidence to what is possible for us because what's around us right now is, you know, the, the sum of our thoughts over the last however many months or years like that's it's just a fact and that's triggering for some people too like <laughs> I didn't manifest this it's like yes you did you just didn't know that you were doing that right so it's really the, the tough work is the work that you do on yourself and breaking through all of those beliefs so yes like it's it can be a little bit hard um if you're in a really negative situation but shifting your focus onto what you do want and having that awareness to snap out of those negative spirals is literally your superpower. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on that too. Cause <laughs> absolutely. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about, um, what, what you said and I'm like, Oh, the hardest thing is taking that personal responsibility, which is what I mentioned earlier is saying like, you know what? I am responsible for what's happening because I'm focused on like the negative bank account, for example, or, you know, whatever it is. And 
you know, I'm also sitting here thinking about kind of niching this down a little bit and going back to my original limiting beliefs. You know, my, uh, my niche is, you know, inner and outer beauty. I'm a hairstylist, salon owner, cosmetologist, have been for a very long time. And so this is kind of my niche and I'm bringing what you do into my realm, right? It's like this I'm bridging that gap between inner and outer and, um, the limiting belief that I focused on based off the situation with this story that I shared on Instagram, basically the story was that, um, I was friends with this guy and he had told me on a phone conversation one time, your hair's really flat. And, um, if you were taller, you would be a goddess because if you don't know me, I'm, I'm extra petite and everybody knows that that knows me about me. I'm like, I'm really short. Okay. And so this right here triggered other memories that I have from growing up when I was, you know, kindergarten, I remember walking down the hall and I rounded the corner and there was a second grader. It was the first day of kindergarten. And he goes, you're a shrimp. And like, you know, I'm sitting here walking tall down the hallway, happy about going to kindergarten. And then the first thing that happens, my first experience was this kid saying, you look like a shrimp. I'm like, man, what does that mean about me? (laughs) You know? And so all these memories of being, um, bully basically for being short came up when this guy said this to me. And I just really deeply internalized all of that. Like Amber being in her essence will never be good enough. That's what I internalized. And so what that looked like for me in my life by focusing on that limiting belief was that I, I will never achieve the career goals that I want. I will never, um, you know, basically just being me will never be good enough for the things that I want. And I held on to that belief for a very long time. And yes, that affected my career. It, you know, I do have a successful salon, but what would that have looked like had I not held on to this belief for the last however many years, you know, because this is something that I just recently moved through in the last two years. And so I'm just now like beginning to expand on those possibilities that you were talking about. And so what are your thoughts on that now that we're kind of honing in on this whole limiting belief topic? Yeah. I mean, wow, that's, (laughs) I'm so sorry that happened to you first of all, but I think like everybody listening to this podcast right now can think of a moment like that, that was pivotal that maybe they didn't remember until it was triggered again later in life. Right. For me, it was always being told that I was like too much, too loud, too excited, too out there as a kid being told to like, sit down, shut up, be quiet type of thing in school all the time, or like by my parents or, you know, just being too extra caused me as a teenager to literally just close off and become super introverted. got really bullied through middle school. And at the beginning of high school, But then it manifested as me saying like, fuck it to everybody and being way too crazy and having no boundaries and living like this wild life for like, you know, a little bit. So it it was wild what that did to me. And I didn't have any awareness that that was where it came from until I started doing the work about four years ago. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't feel like it was safe to be myself at all. And I'm just starting to really come back out. And that's why I teach women on confidence because I... I know that every single person out there has that within them. Sometimes that light just gets put out really early in life. Like the story I just shared or the story you shared, how it manifested as thinking you're not going to, you're not going to be worthy of success. Like something that small, that seems small, right. 
can make such a massive impact, which is why I believe every single person should be doing the work. I don't care who you are. Everybody has limiting beliefs that are holding them back in some way, shape or form. Um, and yeah, like it's really wild because like, if you think about the, the long-term effect or the domino effect it has on your life and certain things, like if I didn't start doing the work four years ago, I don't even know where I would be. I would still be that closed off, you know, person who didn't think that my loud, goofy, outgoing self was worthy of love or success or anything. Like I, my relationship would not be the same. It's crazy. So I challenge you guys to really think about that. Like, what are some areas in your life that you feel like where you, (laughs) and this is how you'll know body checks are everything. Go through every topic in your life, every area of your life, make a list, you know, your financial issues, if you have any, or relationship issues or career issues or self-worth issues journal it out, get them all out on paper, then read through them and feel in your body where it's tightening up. Like for me, mine was money so badly. I like put myself in a crazy debt when I was in my um, early twenties and like mid (laughs) twenties, just got out of it a few years ago, but it was terrible. And still to this day, when I have to like, it's getting better, but when I have to talk about money or when I have to like talk about finances with my husband. If you make a big purchase, my chest tightens up and it's like crazy. It's so crazy. So that signifies right there that I still have work to do, which is why I work on my money mindset every single day. But if I haven't been doing that, it would be a thousand times worse. So there's many areas of your life where, you know, you can improve per se, but yeah, I think that limiting beliefs are something that everybody has and doing the work and just starting, starting small, doesn't need to be this big, overwhelming thing. You will thank yourself in the future because you don't even know what things are untapped in your reality right now because of those limiting beliefs that are holding you back. So, yeah, it comes with, um, I agree with you. Everyone has things they need to work through, whether I call them, people call them limiting beliefs. Sometimes I call them micro traumas because, you know, it happens based off of, a small traumatic experience. Um, and you're going to keep repeating that experience until you do the work. That's something important to understand. Um, but I, what I'm gathering here based off our conversation is that what we're manifesting is the blocks to what we want, right? So that's the accidental manifestation. So, that's so that true. Happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I will also share one of my biggest limiting beliefs also around money that I just probably two months ago really dove deep and worked through was um, I believed that being, you know, successful in the way that I believe success looked like for me would make me a monster. I know that sounds crazy, but that's what came up. And I had to work through that and understand where did this belief begin? Like, become implanted. It happened in childhood. I remember it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you just work through it and you understand you don't have to identify with that. Uh, that doesn't just because that happened or that was your experience doesn't mean you have to identify with it. And then you choose to let it go, feel all the emotions, you know, and then you get to live in this whole arena of worth. Cause I think for me, the overarching thing of what, when I go in and do the inner work, as I'm manifesting the overarching is like worth self-worth. It's feeling worthy of what you want, right? 
So what I would like to do is kind of niche this down and hear your input on what all this looks like in the beauty industry when it comes to hair, skin. um, Yeah, basically those two topics. Those are the two beauty topics I love to talk about. I, um, I dealt with acne for a very long time and I still experience hormonal breakouts, but you know, that was a whole thing that I had to go through, but also because of this limiting belief, this guy said about me having flat hair. Um, I had to really come to terms with having really fine, thin hair and, you know, still feel worthy and beautiful while having fine and thin hair and accepting the truth of it. Right. So, because, you know, I was taught growing up that you want big voluptuous, like, or voluminous, I mean, um, you know, hair and that if your hair was flat on your head, you, you, you could not be beautiful. Right. That's oh what my I, God. I know it sounds crazy, but these are just the experiences that we have and that life. Totally. Us, you know? Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just like freaking out right now because I could like go off about the freaking beauty industry and the hair industry. Well, let's like, have it. Let's wow. have it. Okay. So, God, and it all ties in with self-worth. Like this isn't really on manifestation, but a little caveat we can take here, a little side note, but, uh, Oh, so yeah, as women, especially as women, (laughs) like trying to gather my words here. Cause I just got fired up about this on my Instagram stories the other day, but, um, as women, especially as women, we have, are literally subjected to the most toxic, crazy stuff, whether it's online, on Instagram, in the media, with celebrities, magazines, everywhere, everywhere, clothing stores, hair ads, mascara ads. Like I'm telling you, it comes at us at warp speed all day long. And a lot of the time we can't get away from it. So doing the work on the limiting beliefs you have around your worthiness is what is going to protect you. And I struggled with an eating disorder and like body dysmorphia, you name it, craziness when I was in my teen years, as well as into my early twenties. And it was terrible. And you look at who our examples were (laughs) in the media at the time. And I saw this reel the other day, this amazing woman, I can't remember what her name is. It's going to bug me now that I can't think about it, but she does all these debunking things about how it's not real life. And she'll go through and, you know, show different examples. She had all these throwbacks of magazines from the nineties and the two thousands. Cause I was born in 1990. So it's like, I was looking at that stuff from a very young age and It's like, you know, Christina Aguilera and her low rise jeans. And she's probably like 90 pounds and she's got like huge boobs, big blonde hair, lots of makeup. And it's like, you know, that's what's being like portrayed. And when I'm like 11, (laughs) you know what I mean? So from a very young age, we are exposed to this type of stuff. It hasn't gone away. Yes, there has been more, you know, body positivity movements and things like that, which is freaking amazing, which I love, but still to this day, we are bombarded with it. Like you can't even go on freaking Instagram on your stories without all these options for these filters that just fuck with your face so bad and make you look like you've had so much surgery. Like I had, I went on my stories about this the other day and I had people, mostly people were agreeing with me and they were like, yes, filters are toxic. I had other people saying, no, they're just for fun. Like you're taking this way too seriously. And you know, 
I wasn't doing it to shame anybody. I was doing it to bring awareness because if you're using a filter for fun, great. I do that all the time. Like the funny faces or the ones that give you like a little bit of mascara or something, but I'm talking like the ones that literally make you look like a different human. Like you've had a bunch of filler and lip injections and like an eye raise and all this different shit. Like that is toxic. That is toxic. And I can think of people that I know in my life that use these filters and they are every single time they go on their stories, every single time they post a picture, it is like, I know what you look like in real life. It has made women so terrified to show their real faces on social media because we are constantly looking at Kardashians and all these other people who have had thousands of dollars of work done and are so far from their natural selves, which power to you. If you want to do that, great. Like I'm all about female empowerment. I'm not judging what I am judging is society. I'm not judging the people who use these filters or get the surgery. I'm judging the fucking people who make us feel like we're not worthy enough how we are born. And that's what needs to change. And it honestly just brings me back to what I was saying about self-worth. You can protect yourself from this type of stuff. I used to be somebody who just up until probably eight months ago was using this app called perfect 365 on my face to make my lips a little bit more plump and to like thin my nose out and contour my face. Because a lot of the time I didn't like to wear makeup. I'm very low maintenance. I don't like to wear a lot of makeup. So it was easy for me to go and use this app. Let me tell you how addicting that gets. I was messing with my face so bad. I scroll down halfway through my feed and you can see my face. Like it's totally edited. And within the last eight months, I've done so much heavy work. It has not been easy on my self-worth and having the confidence to really be who I am. And I will tell you right now, it is not easy, but it is the most freeing work I've ever done in my life. More than money mindset work, more than limiting beliefs, working on my self-worth and the limiting beliefs I had around the way I looked. That is what is going to change your life because that overflows into you being unafraid to show up authentically. It lifts your energy. It allows you to speak freely. It allows you to feel worthy of love, success, attention, just as you are. And all of those things combined elevate your energy to a state where you will be able to manifest whatever you want. Like it really all ties in so well. You might not think just right off the bat, like, oh, working on your self worth will help you with manifestation. Honey, it will. <laughs> like hands down, seriously. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I know I went on a tangent there, but man, I could go on forever about that stuff. <laughs> I love the tangents. I'm just sitting here shaking my head like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm feeling fired up with you. And I relate because, you know, when I was dealing with acne at its worst, I would go in and edit my skin on photos and I don't have, I did not keep any pictures, um, where I had a breakout. And I, I look back now and I'm like, man, I wish I at least had a few so that I could remember or see how far I came or be able to share that. I might be able to dig up one or two, but I would delete them. I would keep the one that I edited the pimple out and then I would delete the rest, right? Because I did not want to remember that time in my life. So I absolutely resonate with that. And the way I justified it was saying, well, the pimple's temporary, so it's not going to be there forever anyway. But, you know, like this creates this whole arena of, you know, I get fired up about the acne industry, skincare, specifically acne industry, because, you know, even skincare companies who are catered to people who have acne, they make you believe that you are a problem. 
you you're experiencing this thing on your skin that you can't control because there actually is no cure you can just treat it that's the truth of the matter um you know you start believing there's something wrong with me i'm not good enough um i will never be beautiful because i don't have that porcelain skin all these things there's so much psychology that goes into this and this is where i get fired up and um you know my approach is helping you understand if anyone out there is dealing with acne is that um you're not your worth is not defined by having acne it just means that you have to approach your skincare routine a little differently just like someone who has diabetes just like someone who has celiacs it's no different there's nothing wrong with you you just have to learn how to cope with it right and i get so upset when i see acne marketing it's marketing okay this is the whole problem it's marketing same with the filters that goes in with marketing you know but um or, or like beauty products, like you were saying, mascara and stuff. Um, it's the marketing around acne where they even say problematic skin. What is that making us believe about ourselves when we read from this person who wants us to trust them with our skin and buy their product? And they're saying we have a problem. Like we are a problem. I don't know. It just, I can't get down with that. So that's where I get fired up. Um, oh, so true. Yeah. It's so true. Like how people do that all the time. It's like, if, if you really look at the whole marketing industry and the beauty industry and the skin and hair and everything, it's making you feel like if you don't have what they're selling, then you're not fucking good enough. Yep. That's it's exactly so messed up. And people don't even notice half the time. They're like, no. oh, I just need that. That's why living on autopilot is no good. <laughs> exactly. So coming full circle back to the autopilot. <laughs> um, because, you know, this whole podcast is called Reclaim Yourself. So it's about making the decision to decide, you know what? That's not good enough for me anymore. I deserve so much more. I'm going to make the choice to reclaim myself. So where would you recommend people who are at the beginning of the journey because you and I have been in it a couple of years. I know you well enough to know that you've been doing this a few years, same. And that's why we hold this position that we do to help bring in other people who are interested in reclaiming themselves. Where would you recommend they start? Ooh, so there would be a few different ways, but the way that resonates the most with me today that I feel called to share is start by making a list of all of the things that you want for yourself and for your life, no filter, free flow. If you need to meditate first or, you know, sit in silence or whatever you do to just clear your mind, I highly recommend med meditation. There's tons of guided meditations out there. If you can't shut your brain off, I've been meditating for three years and I still use guided meditations for that reason. Um, but clear your brain first and then get to work in your journal, write down all of the things that you desire for your life all of the things you want for yourself in your personal life, your finances, your self-worth, your confidence. Like, how do you want to show up? What do you want to create for yourself? What do you want to do? Make a huge list of what you desire for your life. And once that's done, I want you to go through that list and read each line and do a body check because you'll be able to figure out what limiting beliefs you have that you need to start working on in order to get yourself to that energetic place that you need to be at to manifest those things into your reality. So without confusing everybody, I'll break it down really simple. Again, clear your mind, 
journal out all of the things that you desire for your life and then go through and read those things. If you wrote down something like, you know, I really wish I could be more confident on my Instagram for my business, like if you're introverted or something, if you read that and your chest seizes up and you start to feel all anxious, then that's just a sign that, you know, you really do need to work on your confidence. Or let's say it's about money. You know, like you, I wish I was making $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, whatever it is, whatever your financial goal is. If you feel yourself get a little tense or anxious when you're reading that, again, check in with yourself. If you start to have negative thoughts instantly, that's also a sign that that's something that you need to work on. So that's where I would start. I would start by getting excited and writing out all the things you desire for yourself in your life and then kind of working backwards to see how those things feel to you and use that as a guidance system. It's never a bad thing to have negative emotion or limiting beliefs. You can look at it through the lens of neutrality and decide to use your emotions as a guidance system to what you actually should be working on first. That was what I, that, what I, <clears throat> that is what I would suggest. <laughs> I love that. And guys, this is the second time she said this, so there must be power to it. So I highly recommend it. And this is something that I could see myself doing as well. And just like doing a check-in and um, seeing where I might feel that discomfort based off what I'm looking to achieve and create. So I really, I do it every that. time. Yeah, yeah. Every time, every time I start something new or I'm working on a new project, I write down all the things I want from it for myself, um, financially. And just like in my life, what I want my life to look like, like, for example, right now I'm building out a program for, you know, female entrepreneurs. So I wrote out exactly what I wanted my launch to look like, like how much money I wanted to make, how many people I wanted to impact. And that I went through and did like a body check. How do I feel about those things? Ooh, I felt a little tense when I said I wanted to call in 20 new clients. Does that mean I need to do some work around receiving those clients? You know what I mean? So it's a very powerful tool. So yeah, like use it anytime, but that would be how I, was, I would suggest you'd start. I love that. And Cass, if anybody wanted to get in contact with you, how could they do that? So thank you. Um, we can link my Instagram down in the show notes. So I'm sure Amble will do that. But uh, my Instagram handle is Cass Tipper with an underscore. So C-A-S-S-T-I-P-P-E-R with an underscore. You guys can send me a DM. I love connecting with people in the DMs. Um, and I also have a podcast, which is linked in my bio if you guys want to hear more about what I chat about. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank <laughs> gotta you. Do it again. I, I know. <laughs> I uh, absolutely agree. We should do it again. You and I, like, we're so similar in so many ways. And I just- We're both projectors. That. I know. And human design, which is great. <laughs> I know. So we definitely have to jam again. And um, if you guys want to hear more, we also jam with some of our friends, Mike and Jesse. They have a podcast called Visionary's Guide to Life. I can also link that if you guys are interested in that. If you are a visionary and you want to know more about that arena, let us know. We'll get you hooked up. But um, otherwise, Cass, thank you so much. And um We'll, we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, Amber. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for being here. Please give this podcast a like, a share. It really helps support us. And we'll see you on the next episode.